his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Good afternoon. It's a little bit of a different room this morning. Uh, I'm sure you all know that I was up here earlier this morning off camera with some of your kids. Uh, it was a pleasure to be able to share a little bit of the White House experience with them, and I hope they enjoyed it. Uh, I think some of you have trained them very well. Uh, I hope they enjoyed their visit, and uh, they, I'm glad they got an opportunity to visit with the President and the Vice President today. Uh, we have a bunch to talk about uh, today about what the president's been doing, and uh, he's got an executive order coming up, so uh, we're going to try to get through it all. This morning, the president welcomed the president and Mrs. Macri of Argentina for an official visit. Uh, as you know, the president and the first lady of Argentina just left, so we will have a readout for you very shortly on that. Um, we've got a 2 p.m. At 2 p.m., the president will be signing a memorandum on aluminum imports and threats to national security, so we'll try to keep uh, this briefing on time. I know Secretary Ross spoke about the memo that the President is signing a bit yesterday, but I want to reiterate that the American aluminum industry is in trouble, having declined down to the lowest levels of aluminum that we've produced since 1952. Uh, it is a critical for our national defenses. The Army ground vehicles uh, and the Air Force jets, the Navy warships, but American companies are producing less aluminum than before, especially in the high-purity aluminum that's used to build things like the F-35, the F-18, and the C-17s. The Secretary of Commerce has initiated an investigation to determine what effect our reliance on imported aluminum has on both national and economic security. The memo the President will sign today, similar to the memo he signed on steel, elevates this investigation and directs the Secretary to prioritize its completion. This memo, combined with similar action on steel, is an important step towards fulfilling the President's promise to, quote, put American steel and aluminum back into the backbone of our country. The President has been speaking about revitalizing the American manufacturing industry for quite a long time. Another one of the President's most significant pledges has been to ensure that the men and women who have served this nation or military have the care, treatment, and support they so greatly deserve. So later this afternoon, the President uh, will go to the Department of Veterans Affairs, where he will sign an executive order that will take serious action to fix the broken VA system through the establishment of the new VA Office of Accountability and Whistleblower Protection, uh, which will remove and discipline federal employees and managers who have violated the public's trust while protecting employees that speak out about wrongdoing. The President will be joined at the VA by several veterans and their spouses who have experienced or witnessed firsthand the poor quality of treatment that unfortunately too many of these heroes have received from at VA facilities, including Sergeant Michael Vierto, who lost his leg and arm when he stepped on an IED in Afghanistan in 2010, and his devoted wife and caregiver, Sarah. The President is making it clear that the delays and improper care experience by these veterans is unacceptable. The President's action today comes on top of his signing the Veterans Choice Improvement Act last week, which gives more veterans the option of seeing the doctor of their choice without traveling long distance or waiting for VA care. These actions, which are only the beginning of his plans to modernize the VA, 
The President is making it clear that the Trump administration will not accept anything but the best for those who have served our nation. Today, as with every day this week, as we approach the 100th day in office for this President, he is continuing to follow through on some of the biggest promises that he made to the American people. On Monday, he hosted a working lunch with members of the United Nations Security Council, reiterating his dedication to making America a leader in the world. On Tuesday, he prioritized the protection of the farmers and ranchers of America's heartland by establishing the Interagency Task Force on Agriculture and Rural Prosperity. Today, he took several important steps to review massive federal land grab by the previous administration under the Antiquities Act and egregious for, for federal overreach. That was yesterday, actually. And today, as I mentioned, he's taking action on trade and veterans. Uh, as we speak of trade, I know last night you saw a readout of the President's call with uh, President Peña and Prime Minister Trudeau. As the President just said, uh, the President and the Prime Minister called him uh, and asked him to renegotiate NAFTA rather than terminate it. The President has a great deal of respect for these two countries and their leaders, and he said that he would hold on the termination while we negotiate a better and fairer deal for America and its workers. But the President also made it clear that if the parties are unable to agree on a deal that is fair for American workers and companies after renegotiation, giving renegotiation a good shot, he will move forward with termination. And with that, take some questions. Yeah. Ron, what changes in NAFTA does the President hope to achieve through renegotiation? Well, I think when you look at the various sectors, it's obviously um, being a multilateral agreement. Uh, there are areas in Canada, sectors, whether it's agriculture, manufacturing, services, uh, that we look on both of them where I think there's both a modernization, the recognizing the world has changed, and also some trade imbalances and issues that have come up, and also, frankly, some areas that fall outside the scope of NAFTA as it was currently as it was negotiated at the beginning that I think we want to uh, look at. Um, obviously, the issue of dairy came up, right? So that's an area that we would we would want to look at as well. And so part of this is to look at not just the existing agreement, uh, but areas and sectors and industries that have fallen outside or because over the last couple decades have, have not kept up with, with the promises and the commitments that were made. Uh, but that's we've got a ways to go. Matt. Thanks, John. Uh, as you know, under both the Reagan and Bush administrations, concerns about tax cut fuels deficits were dismissed with promises of growth. Uh, and we're hearing that same sort of rhetoric now. The deficit increased a great deal under both those administrations after the tax, tax cuts. What's different about the President's plan uh, that won't lead to the same sort of ballooning of the deficit? Well, uh, there's a few things. Number one, uh, we outlined the, those principles yesterday. We've got a lot of work to do with Congress, and I think it's moving in a very positive direction. Uh, there's a lot of pay-fors, as they call them, in this, um, in this proposal uh, that will continue to be refined as we move forward and, and negotiated with Congress. Uh, so there's a lot of things, but I think the President laid out uh, a plan that achieves or uh, seeks to achieve three basic things. One is, is economic growth and job creation. Uh, two is a simplification so that the American people can actually file their taxes in a, in a, in a rather normal process that doesn't require a ton of money and time. Um, and three is to do stuff that makes our, com our, 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 our create a better business climate that makes sure that manufacturing and job creation and people want to hire here uh, and that we help the middle class. Those are the three guiding principles that the President has. Um, as we do that, one of the things that you recognize through a lot of the, the models here is that you're going to achieve greater economic growth. It's something that we saw both following the tax cuts in the Kennedy administration and the Reagan administration. I think that we can achieve greater growth, economic prosperity, and job creation under the plan that the President laid out. John. Thanks a lot, John. You may have seen uh, the news about the Office of the Inspector General 
announcing that it's launched an investigation into the payment that the former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn received prior to becoming the National Security Advisor from RT, Russia Today, which mm -hmm. is an entity of the Russian government. Uh, what's your reaction to that, first of all? I think that's appropriate. If they think that there's wrongdoing, then the Department's Inspector General should look into that. Are you satisfied with the vetting that was done of General Flynn by the transition team before he came on board as the National Security Advisor? So that's a, a great question. I appreciate you bringing it up. Uh, let's walk through that for a second. Uh, General Flynn was a career military officer who maintained a high-level security clearance throughout his career in the military. His clearance was last reissued uh, by the Obama administration in 2016 with full knowledge of his activities that occurred in 2015, as you point out. So the issue is, you know, he, he was issued a security clearance under the Obama administration in the spring of 2016. The uh, trip and, and uh, transactions that you're referring to occurred in December of 2015, from what I understand. So, um, you know, obviously there's an issue that, that, as you point out, the Department of Defense Inspector General is looking into. Uh, we welcome that. But all of that clearance was, was made by the Obama, during the Obama administration uh, and apparently with knowledge of the trip that he took. So uh, that's how the process works, and I, and I welcome the Department of Defense's IG's review. Jordan. If he wasn't fired by the President for, I'm sorry, if he wasn't fired by the President for lying to the Vice President, would he still have the job today right here at the White House? I, I, it's, I, I will just say that I think the President made the right call at the right time, and uh, it's clearly paid off. Jordan. Thank you, John. Given the progress that congressional Republicans have made on the health care talks, does the President want a vote on that bill this week? He wants a vote when they have 216 votes, and I feel very good about the progress that's being made um, to get to that number. Uh, and I think Speaker Ryan's comments this morning indicate that it's moving in the right direction, and that should be uh, good news for everyone in America as we move towards a system uh, that creates a health care system that, that serves us and that makes sure that premiums don't skyrocket like they are now and that we're able to see the doctors uh, that we want to see and have plans that have competition in them. Amen. I think the President wants a vote and wants a health care system as soon as possible, uh, but that's going to be dictated by the Speaker and the Majority Leader and the Majority Whip in the House when they feel they have the votes. That being said, as we've now maintained for the last several days, we feel very positive about the work that's being done to get to that and the reaction that we're having. As you recall, there was a lot of members uh, that had initially had some problems, and we're very pleased with the reaction, the public reaction that they are having uh, to what is currently been, been negotiated, and I think it's only getting uh, bigger, and that's welcome news. Amen. Thanks, John. The President's tax plan, we've been getting a little bit of mixed signals here on exactly what his vision is in terms of retirement <laughs> savings. Can you lay out what the President's vision is for 401ks and particularly tax deductions surrounding those? Does the President involve, imagine removing those deductions entirely along with the other deductions, or is he going to protect those? So the Secretary of the Treasury and, and Director Cohen yesterday both talked about that the current plan right now uh, both protects charitable giving and mortgage interest, and that's it. Uh, as we move forward with negotiations in the House and the Senate, you know, that, that plan will continue to flush out. But one of the benefits of the tax plan on the individual side in particular is by expanding the standard deduction uh, to 24000 for a married couple. Uh, that really effectively creates a, a bracket of zero taxes 
for many, many Americans. And that's good news. We're going to see more and more Americans get some relief that they so desperately need. These tax deductions, though, of course, comes with its own group, its own lobby, its own interest group. Yes. Uh, they fight very hard for these things. Are you guys prepared for a battle on all those tax deductions, eliminating all of those? I mean, politically, that's a big lift. Well, I think the one interest that the president's going to fight for are the American people and the American worker. Uh, that's what he made his entire campaign about. It's putting America first, and he's going to fight hard. Uh, his special interest is the American people and making sure that um, whether it's putting more money in their pocket or making sure that the um, economic growth leads to more jobs and greater manufacturing, that's, that's the one interest that he's fighting for every day. Uh, so we'll do battle with whoever we have to. Uh, to achieve a greater outcome for Americans and American workers. Zeke. To General Flynn, uh, first you said earlier that you emphasized the Obama administration had uh, reissued his clearance uh, last year. Yeah. So uh, is the implication there that we should be taking that if the Trump administration was the one adjudicating his clearance this year, he would not have been issued that clearance now that the White House knows everything that there is about General Flynn? No, I, I think I'm just making sure people understand the process and how it works. And the way a process works is that if you have a top security, cop, uh, top security clearance, you fill out a form, uh, there's an investigation done, um, you are reinvestigated every five years if you are able to maintain that clearance. Um, and then whoever owns that clearance, whether it's the FBI or the Department of Defense, uh, goes out, does the investigation. In between that period, you're responsible for updating uh, the information that you've provided uh, in accordance with the agency that issued that. My only point is, is that when uh, General Flynn uh, came into the White House, he had an active security clearance that was issued during the Obama administration with all of the information that's being discussed that occurred in 2015. So. I'm just, I guess my, my only point is to explain how the process works and who adjudicated that. You're not uh, implying wrongdoing on the part of No, I, I, that's why the Department of Defense Inspector General is looking into this to see how that process works. But I, I think it's important for folks to understand that that when someone applies for a clearance, they get that clearance. It's issued at the top security clearance level for five years, and that the person who has been issued it then has a legal obligation to update uh, the issuing agency any variances in what they supplied as information they obtained. Uh, when you were here on February 14th, the, uh, the morning after General Flynn was uh, fired by the President, you said um, that the President uh, asked, uh, asked him to leave the White House because of the, the situation regarding the phone call from Russian ambassador and right. the Vice President, but also, uh, quote, a series of other questionable instances. I was hoping now you can provide some more uh, information now that more, you know, some, some of his financial dealings in, in particular are now uh, have come to light. Is that what led to his um, his termination at the White House? No, I, look, I, I think we addressed it at the time, and I think as a, as a no, no, but I, I that's right, and I don't. I think the president made the right decision at the right time, and he continues to stand by that. Major, John's question, the, not the process, but your own betting, meaning the transition. Are you satisfied that that met the standard that should have been met with Michael Flynn? And are there any regrets that this White House has? about bringing him in, knowing what you know about him now, and seeing the behavior that would be plainly inconsistent with the standard that candidate Trump set during the campaign? Well, with respect, you're saying our process. The process is every government employee who's eligible for a clearance goes through the same process. Um, so it's not, we don't have a unique That's process. That's the only question you asked Michael Flynn. 
couldn't, couldn't yeah. possibly be the only thing you asked him. When, when someone comes in, the question is, do they have a clearance? If not, they apply for one. And if they have one, then the clearance is made available from the, from the issuing agency. Uh, that's, you can't, the, the, the whole reason you have a clearance is so that someone uh, is found whether or not they, they're. You just said disease. It was not just the episode with the Russian ambassador, it was other instances. Those things have come to light. Any regret about I, bringing Look, I, I would just say the president. This done and knowing what you know now, did you miss something and you regret bringing Michael Flynn? I, I think the president made the right decision at the right time, and it was, it's been pretty clear that he, that he, you know. No, it's, I, I did, I, I'm just saying he made the right decision, and I think we looked forward from that decision, and the decision stands. On, on the question about Gary Conan, the Treasury Secretary, left us with the implication yesterday when asked about retirement savings that they were protected. What you just said has indicated they might not be. Let me, Can you let help me, us understand? I, I can't. Let me get back to you on, on that. I was not clear on that distinction. I will have the Treasury folks uh, read that out for you. So, so General Flynn came in hold with on. just hold on. the Obama administration vetting. Is that right, That's Sean? how every – okay. That's the impression you're giving. It is. And General Flynn came in and he, he walked through the door with just the clearance that was conducted by the Obama administration. That doesn't make any sense. Sure, it does. The same way that when you applied for a credential to the White House press briefing room, when you were here, hold on, just let, hold on. Let me explain the answer to you, Jim. Calm down. The kids have gone. The, hold, hold, I, and I'm trying to answer it, Major. This is the answer. When you applied, hold on, listen. When you applied to come here to this briefing room, as a member of the press, you applied and you fill out certain forms with the Secret Service to have your background run. When I came in here on January 20th, the people that had been cleared the day before were cleared on the 20th, the 21st, and et cetera. We didn't rerun your background. We trust that when you were cleared the first time, whether if you were cleared on you know, December 15th or January 20th, that you were still, that your background check still cleared. Every individual came into this White House, either applied for a security clearance or had one. Everyone in the government goes through the same SF-86 process, every single person. And so why would you rerun a background check on someone who is the head of the Department of I mean, Defense Intelligence Agency that had and did maintain a high-level security clearance? That's it. It doesn't – there's no difference between administrations. When you come in from one, they rerun it. You, they, the reason they grant them for five years is that it's a very extensive background where they check your contacts, your places of residence, your employment. They go out into the field. They do a lot of that work. And then you are required to maintain updates to that clearance, they re-adjudicated every five years. That occurred in this case, and now the Department of Defense Inspector General is looking into it. That's how Congressman Cummings accuses this White House of a cover-up. You say what? I say that's, that I, I was, frankly, uh, taken back by his comments today because they're, frankly, not true. Um, the Department of Defense was the issuing agency for uh, General Flynn's SF-86. We referred them to the Department of Defense, who owns and issued uh, his security clearance, and they got a copy of it. That's how the system works. The documents that he requested, he received. So with all due respect, uh, he, he got the documents that he requested. Our job, they sent a form letter to multiple agencies asking for a copy of this. What we did was properly refer him to the issuing agency and department and said, this is where you got it, and he got it. Are there are no other documents that, that you have at this point that could be turned over to this committee? Well, he, he asked for, he asked, not that I'm aware of at this point. What they sent to us, they asked for the SF-86, that referred them to the Department of Defense, that's great. Two is they asked for a contract, uh, all copies of his speaking uh, engagements from a speaker's bureau, 
I believe he was referred to the Speaker's Bureau for those contracts. And three is they asked for all foreign contacts that he may or may not have had. Since the incident occurred that they're questioning before his employment of the White House, um, I think we've complied with every document that they've looked for. Actually, Caitlin. Thank you. Uh, two questions. One, does the President still feel that Mike Flynn should seek immunity? I think Mike Flynn should do what his counsel advises him best to do. I, I don't. I have not asked him, but I believe that General Flynn should do what his counsel advises him to do. Adam. Secondly, yeah. uh, the president said he wants to start renegotiating NASPDA as soon as today. That's Has right. he notified Congress about that yet? He is. We have been in uh, communication with Congress for a while <laughs> on this. Yes, Adam. Right. Some kind of solution. There are millions of investors in the United States, senior citizens, who may not be aware that they hold. Uh, funds within muni bond mutual funds that expose them to a default in Puerto Rico. Is there anything the White House should do or the administration can do, one, to safeguard those senior citizens and their investments, and two, to prevent an uh, a, a increase in cost to states and municipalities that may have to pay more to borrow when they access the muni bond market if Puerto Rico defaults? Right. I think there's the, the issue itself is extremely complicated in the sense that the President's tweet and the President's discussion revolves around the continuing resolution to fund our government. Our government uh, needs to get – there needs to be a continuing resolution effective this Friday. Uh, the President has done everything possible, worked extremely hard with Congress to ensure that we maintain the government open, keep the government open. The Democrats at the last minute have come in and thrown a lot of monkey wrenches into the ability for this to get done, despite the President doing everything that he can to show good faith to keep this going. So it's not just a question of it's, it's they keep moving the goalpost. And the issue right now is to make sure that we do what's in the best interest of this country and our people by keeping the government open. That's the, that's the issue at hand right now, not a question of whether or not that can be dealt with. There are ways that that issue can be dealt with, but throwing in it at the last minute um, and, and trying to gum up keeping the government open is probably not the most effective way. The CR is different, but Puerto Rico defaults with or without the CR. Is the administration working? Again, with Puerto and Rico? I think that that is a separate issue that needs to be addressed uh, by Congress in terms of how it gets done. I think that the, the method right now is to make sure that we do everything in our power to keep the government open effective Friday. George. As the tax plan evolves and we start to get details, do you believe it is a fair question for anyone to ask how that plan personally affects the president and his family? I think the, the the president's plan right now is is something that every American should worry, hopefully, about how it's going to affect them. And I think when you look at uh, the ways that this is going to benefit middle class Americans, middle income working Americans, grow businesses, that should be. And I think, frankly, that is the concern of most Americans out there. They're worried about their job. They're worried about whether their company is growing and expanding. They're worried about whether or not. They're saving enough money and how much they're paying in taxes. And I think what the President's number one goal right now is to provide middle income and lower income tax relief to Americans. Um, and that, that's what his goal is. And I think that's, frankly, what most Americans' uh, goal is. Cecilia. But is it a fair question to ask? I, I don't, that's up to every individual to ask. But I would guess that most Americans would applaud what the President's doing uh, to spur economic growth and job creation in this country. Cecilia. If middle-income middle Americans should feel empowered to ask how this plan affects them, why is it that Secretary Mnuchin today could not 
guarantee that no one in the middle class would pay more under this proposal? I think everyone in the middle class should know that, that this president's plan is going to make sure that they have more in their pocket. So there is a guarantee from the White House. That's the, the position I, of I the think White the, House the, right now. The, the, the position of the White House is that the, the goal of this uh, thing, uh, of this president's tax plan, is to provide them and lower income people with more money in their pocket and a tax cut. Yes. Thank you guys very much. I look forward to seeing you at the signing. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams thanks for everything, mom and dad will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.